This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. It's the show that goes around the horn with your Minnesota Twins. With insight from the decision makers in the dugout and in the front office. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Well, the show is Inside Twins. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, which of course is locally owned and operated. How memories are created and legends are made. Chris Atterbury with you on this Memorial Day Sunday. Jace Tingler, Twins bench coach in studio with us as we tape this prior to a finale between the Twins uh, and a very interesting team, I think, that, that's here in town, uh, tangling with the Twins in the Toronto Blue Jays. So we'll talk about that game in particular a little bit later on. But, Jace, let's open up with this. We're about a third of the way through. And, and different people carve up seasons into different piles. I know guys who, oh, every 40 games I reassess. You could go with that all-star break. You could go at the literal halfway point. You could go any by any if you really, really wanted to. About a third of the way through. How are you feeling? I, I mean, I'm not going to ask you to put like a letter grade on things, but we've had some really great moments. You've had some some moments where teams face adversity, which is to the nature of the game. How are you feeling overall a third of the way through about where this club is? Overall, I think we're in a good spot. I think you kind of touched on it. We played some good ball. Uh, we've had some rougher stretches. Uh, we've dealt with some injuries like all teams are. Uh, but overall, I think we, we feel pretty good, and I think the main reason is we pitched well. Uh, so we've been in all those games, it feels like. Our starting pitching, I think, has probably done the majority of the heavy lifting. We feel like we're starting to swing the bats better. We feel like we're, we're, we're a team that's we're going to score runs. We feel like our, our offense or our best offense is in front of us. Um, and we know we're, we're going to get some players back, whether that's uh, Max Kepler or, or Polanco and, and Larnick's going to be coming back here soon. Uh, so we feel like if we can get a little more consistent offensively um, and continue to pitch uh, the ball well, certainly from the starting pitchers, they've done a great job. Uh, we feel like uh, we're going to be in a good spot. You make a really interesting point because you can look at the record, and it's an odd world we live in because everything's about the process, but at the end of the day they put the results in the standings, and that's an, a balance you have to deal with. And yet the way the Twins have gotten to this point, as you said, is based on starting pitching and that's the one great equalizer in the game if you have terrible starting pitching and really good offense you're not going to luck into a whole lot of wins or have a chance to win with with one break that goes your way but with good starting pitching jace you're never out of a game and it's just one swing one misplay uh one one call that goes your way can tip the scales towards the end of a ball game that's that that's spot on and i think our front office did a great job this offseason by not only stacking 
good starting pitching and, and, and the pitchers, but our depth. And obviously with Malley and Maeda going down a little bit early, having Bailey Ober and Varland and guys behind have done a great job of stepping up. And to your point, you're, you're exactly right. There's nobody more important that day than the guys starting on the mound. And we feel like each day and night when we have a game, we feel like we've got a chance to win that game. When I look at your starters, what I like most about them is I think every one of them has gotten better. And for a guy like Sonny Gray, who's been an all-star, he's, he's reinvented parts of himself to figure out how to regain the form that he's already had. But for Joe Ryan, who had a really nice rookie year as kind of an older rookie, he didn't rest on that. He came back a better pitcher. Bailey Ober came back a better pitcher. Louis Varlin took his little taste and has turned himself into a better pitcher. So as, as great a job as the front office has done, and I agree, I give those guys a lot of credit because I think individually we've seen some major leaps forward. It's so cool to hear you say that. I, I definitely feel the, the, the same thing. It's like, you know, it feels like every time these guys grab the ball, they're, they're getting better with, with every touch. And it's really cool to, to, to watch it, uh, the pitchers going in, uh, going through their morning routines, walk, watching them work on their days, on the starting pitchers, the four days that they're not pitching. And I do want to give a little bit of insight. You know, the, the work that our pitching department with Pete and Colby and Josh Cock and Luis Ramirez into our minor league system, um, they, they've done a really good job of developing pitchers and even the development at the, the, the major leagues. So it's, it, it's, it's been really good to watch. When you talk about that, and I think it's a, a very valid point, we live in an age of information. Every decision that gets made during a ball game has an entire backstory of how you got to the point of choosing and making that decision. Eventually, Rocco has to make a call, but there's never a lack of information or a lack of preparation. You've been in the game a long time, and you've kind of watched this build. How do you balance too much information, if that's even a thing, or even the right amount of information with remembering that they're humans and that they have to, at the end of the day, just compete, to not become too robotic with all of that? That's what I think our pitching department does a really good job of, and it's a group that works really well together. So there's a lot of discussion, there's a lot of flowing information, there's a lot of ideas back and forth, and there's, I'll say, arguing. Um, Which can be good. It's great. And then uh, all that information's filtered down to one or two things, and then how can you take that information, keep it crystal clear, and then provide clarity with one or two messages or one area that, that we need to continue to work on to the player and give them as much clarity. And that's what I think our pitching department has done a really good job of. Yeah, and you talk about it because there can be the right pitch in the right spot, but if on that day a pitcher doesn't have that pitch, okay, well now we have to be able to assess and say, look, I know theoretically this is the right pitch for this swing in this situation. I don't have that pitch. What else can we do? And I guess that's where that collaboration comes into play, right? Yeah, no doubt. And then, you know, having guys like Vasquez and Jeffers behind the plate in the communication and in the feel and the flow of the game. You're exactly right. There, you know, there, there, there may be a pitch that we want to go to, but the pitcher's not feeling it that day. Uh, we go to plan B, et cetera. Yeah, it's nice to be working from a, an area of strength that is your rotation. Uh, because, again, that's going to keep you in a lot of games. We'll see Bailey Ober take that mantle today. Offensively, you said better days ahead, and, and I would agree. I mean, you've gotten to this point really with barely anything from Carlos Correa, and you know he's too good a player for that to last, right? I mean, at some point, Carlos is going to be Carlos offensively. 
uh, and this entire offense will take on a different look. Yeah, I think I think we were probably having close to the same discussions last year. Like, and then all of a sudden he takes off and has you know, if not his best offensive you know, career year, you know, very, very close to. And so there's been a lot of good signs. He's taken good swings, the swing decisions. Uh, he's seeing the ball well, obviously coming off the, the heel injury. Uh, but, you know, the the game before he had two hits and starting to square the ball up, I do think um, the warmer the weather gets, certainly June, July, and, and, and going forward, I think we noticed it a little bit yesterday that maybe the ball's starting to carry a little bit more. I think you start to add all these things up and like you talked about the 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 past the past offensive you know years that he's had um really we don't have any concern any worry about about Carlos feel very confident he's going to going to be in a really good spot at the end of the year at the same point it would be nice if that you didn't have to wait, right? <laughs> it, would be, it would be nice if you didn't have to wait. Like it might be make hey, it a little more relaxing for you. It would be relaxing, <laughs> but uh, you know everything that's really good is usually worth the wait. <laughs> well said, Jay Stingler is the bench coach of the Minnesota Twins, a guy with just a wealth of baseball knowledge across a wide variety of roles. We'll take our first break here on Inside Twins. We'll come back and we'll talk more about some of those guys who will be returning, guys like Polanco, Kepler, and maybe some help from the minor leagues. That's all coming up on your home for Twins baseball. We're back with Jay Stingler here, Twins bench coach on Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated, how memories are created, legends are made. Very honored to be part of your Memorial Day weekend. Big day of baseball as the Twins will be tangling uh, with the Toronto Blue Jays. Always a fun atmosphere when the Blue Jays come a-calling here in a little bit. You were you were Blue Jay, right, in, in, your, in the system for a while? I was drafted in 2003 by the Blue Jays. That is correct. So you know the passion of Team Canada for, uh, for their club. Very much so, and uh, their manager, John Schneider, was a former teammate of mine in the minor leagues and uh, in Dunedin in the Florida State League in high A. Doesn't get hot there at all. No, no, no. It's great. It's great. <laughs> I want to ask you about strikeouts. If I told you before the season, hey, third of the way through, your team's going to lead the league in strikeouts, you'd be like, okay, are we swinging or are we pitching? Turns out both, Yep. Uh, which is amazing. The numbers are uh, – the reason I bring it up is because they're almost exactly the same. 519 strikeouts swinging, 516 for the Twins pitchers, which is unheard of uh, to, to have them that similar. Strikeouts obviously have value on the pitching side, and we wouldn't covet them so much. That would mean they probably have the same uh, on the other side offensively. What do you see with these strikeouts? Are these strikeouts you can live with? Is it are they chasing strikeouts? Are they uh, or something you feel like you guys can work towards curbing? What are you seeing on a detailed level when you look at your offensive strikeout total? Um, short answer is I think it's an area we certainly are going to and have to improve at. When you look at each strikeout, I think they're a little bit bit different. We are slugging the ball a little bit. We are hitting some homers. We know we have some guys in the lineup that historically um, have some damage in them, and, 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 and they also have some swing. Yes, yeah, yes, 100%. So I I think one area that, that, that we can clean up a little bit is just uh, with runners at scoring position, runners at third, uh, we've got to simplify things a little bit more. We can't get so big. Uh, we can't get you know so much swing and miss. We need to get our eyes up in the zone, use the middle of the field, get the ball in play, et cetera. Uh, that's an area that I think, I think when you see the strikeouts, I think those are the times that I think of, whether it's bases loaded, runner at third, less than two outs. Uh, that's an area that, that, that we need to tighten up because 
where we want to get to, which is playoff baseball and play in the World Series, win a World Series, we've got to find a way to beat the number ones and the number twos out there. And so that's an area that we need to use this, the, the next part of the season, an area that we have to grow at and get better at. And part of that process, I believe, is over the course of this month, the Twins walked more than any team in the American League. And we saw a bunch the other day. Didn't capitalize on them, but walking uh, a lot. And as a result, on-base percentage goes up, opportunities created. Do you see the growth in the walk rate? Is that something that was purposeful? Is that something that you guys were looking to improve on, or did you just run into some wild guys? Well, it's a constant chess game. So, you know, we are doing damage. Uh, which me and we are striking out. Um, so some teams are going to try to throw strike balls, which means it looks like a strike and then out of the zone. Um, and we can't be gashing at those. We've got to be able to, you know, play the game a little bit. So um, because we do damage, guys will nibble. Uh, if we're disciplined enough, we're going to get on base and and then we're going to find guys that are starting to attack. And that's where we have to be ready. So just constantly watching the game, seeing how they're trying to attack us. Uh, but we do. We want to get on base. That's important. And then we just need to be a little bit better in some of the situational hitting. Yeah. So the walk rate climbing, not chasing, all a good thing as far as the direction things are moving. Offensively, you've been able to mix and match a lot of parts, you know, move guys around during games. I feel like Jorge Polanco is such a critical part of that, even when he never moves. He's been out now. He's hopefully coming back in the coming week. But to be able to plant a veteran switch hitter who can hit from both sides of the plate right there, almost like a fulcrum, you can swing all these other pieces around. Is he as integral to what you were doing as I seem to think he is? Yeah, yeah. Um, a healthy Jorge Polanco is is a, a big component of this team, and and like you said, the switch hitting ability, the power from both sides, the the hit ability from both sides, and then it just able to slide other players just back a spot in the lineup, and then all of a sudden you add a Polanco, you add a Kepler, and all of a sudden it lengthens out your lineup. So now you feel. You feel like there's not as much or maybe a let up. You know, you start to get to the seven, eight, nine, and and some guys are, are pushed back there. So I just think the the importance of lengthening your your lineup and and not allowing a pitcher to to have an inning to breathe. One of the guys that's been invaluable to you, and I don't know if if fans would have thought this coming out of spring training, is is Willie Castro. I mean, a lot of the same elements that Jorge has in the ability to hit pitchers left-handed and right-handed. His speed element has been critical. Uh, a guy who can steal a base when everyone knows he wants to steal a base, I think, is different than a guy who just steals one now and again to to pad the numbers. Defensive versatility. I mean, yes, he hit two home runs yesterday, but even that notwithstanding, he has become crucial to everything you guys are doing. He's been critical, and for the Twins fans listening, he reminded me of spring training. He's coming in, he's switch hitting, he's hitting for some power, he's playing different positions, he's got an absolute rocket of an arm. He's just doing different things. It reminded me of when I saw Danny Santana in 2019 uh, when I was uh, coaching with the Texas Rangers. Who came from there, here the, originally. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And there, there were a lot of similarities. He's got pop. He can run. Got a good baseball IQ. Loves to play the game. Energetic kind of every day. And so uh, Willie has, has sparked us in so many different ways. And just the ability to play different positions to be able to move even during the game. It's given Rocco a ton of flexibility to make moves. Uh, so Willie's been a big part of what we've been able to do. I like that comp because also we're getting Willie 
similar to the same point of his career that you guys got Danny Santana. Now we had Danny had a great rookie year, yep. but it was our am I a shortstop? Am I an outfielder? And he kind of figured it out mentally who he was as a player when he got to Texas, and you guys used him beautifully, and he really exploded. He found his power as well. So I really like that comp between Willie Castro and Danny Santana. All right, if you're gonna play the comp game, then. Tell me how you get a guy like Brock Stewart throwing 100 with nasty movement to finish off a game last night. If this was 10 years ago, his face would be on the cover of a, a magazine, right? Um, Brock's story is so fascinating. Um, you know, former you know prospect with, with the Dodgers, former starter, and had some minor league success, and and then battled some injuries and and up and down, and wondering if you're ever going to pitch again, and going through rehab and doing just uh, tedious work to, to get back. And so now for him to be able to put that uh, all that work into play, um, now being able to you know throw in shorter stints instead of being a starter. So now you have uh, the pitchability uh, of a, a former starter. And now in shorter burst, uh, he's able to throw harder but still use that touch and feel and, and just baseball IQ and, and how to navigate through a lineup. But now you're doing it in one and two inning stints. And so uh, what Brock's been able to do for, for us this, this past month and and uh, believing that he's got a chance to be a big part of our bullpen going forward. It's fun to watch it from his perspective, but also he saved your bacon uh, on numerous occasions with his versatility. Oh, you need length? Okay, here's a little bit of length. Oh, you need me to pick up the pieces? Guys are down. I can do that too. Uh, and again, like a Willie Castro, he has been a major, major factor for the Minnesota Twins. We'll take a break. We've come back. we got one final segment with Jace Tingler. Our show is Inside Twins right here on your home for Twins Baseball. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Our show is Inside Twins. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. How memories are created, legends are made. Bench coach Jace Tingler in the building. Glad to have him in studio. Twins going to take on the Blue Jays here in a moment. We've got a great memories with Mike Damon Oppenheimer, Yankees VP of Scouting, will join us for that. We're going to hear from Jose Barrios as well. And then we'll try to get to Jose Barrios today. Jason Bailey Ober on the other side. And one thing about Bailey, even when he's taken lumps early in a ball game. I just feel like his mound presence and demeanor is phenomenal. Like, like he just is a guy I never get too worried about. You never see him crack. For a young pitcher, he's got a slow heartbeat. And so, you know, the last outing had the rough first inning and then, you know, kept the, 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 the same pace, settled in, and then ended up giving us, I think it was five innings where it, you know, he was, there was a point where we didn't know if he was going to get through the first. And uh, for him to, finish on a, a really positive note and honestly he saved the bullpen he saved the team by being able to navigate through that and, and to your point he you know stayed calm stayed focused you know he's upset you know there's a lot of fire inside but being able to take a deep breath slow it down and execute what he needed to do that's one of those developmental steps that's one of those moves from i'm a young pitcher with stuff to i'm a i'm a pro 
and, and I know the situation, and I know what the team needs out of me. And also, I like he's just salty enough on the mound. Nicest guy in the world, <laughs> but I like a little salty in my pitcher, and I think he's got that. I agree. And uh, being six foot nine, um, <laughs> that's a that's a good intimidation factor. You'd still take it to him though on the hardwood. Though, yeah, I don't you? think so. I don't think so. <laughs> You're gonna settle for jumpers? Yeah, I'm definitely settling for jumpers. <laughs> okay, I'd, so you'd probably make a bunch of them. But uh, Barrios on the other side is a guy. Obviously, Twins fans know well. Uh, he's had kind of an up and down year. It should be a great matchup. We're in a, a stretch here, Jace. Where and Danny and I have been talking about this a lot. Every day is a great pitching matchup. I mean, you look back through the last couple of weeks and and look forward to what's coming with Houston and then Cleveland and then again Tampa and Houston. Every single night is a first class. That's when I got to pay attention to pitching matchup. Yeah, you're you're, you're spot on, and. You know, there, there's really good baseball going around. There's good starting pitching. And I think when you break it down, the the American League right now, um, you know, I feel like there there's really no let-ups. At least we we, we haven't had, you know, any. Um, and so you look up each night, it's a battle. Uh, but we feel really good with the pitchers we're running out. We feel like, you know, almost every night uh, that, that we've got an advantage on the mound. Pitch clock early on was all the rage. Games were really short. I feel like they're lengthening out a little bit. I feel like teams have figured out, hitters have figured out, oh, two strikes, timeout. You know, we're starting to yep. – you feel like we're finding that rhythm now? So I, I think we're starting to settle in. Uh, early on it felt like everything was flying. And, and to your point, I do think it's it, it slowed down a little bit. I do predict, I think, offense um, – as the weather starts to warm up in most places, I think the ball is going to carry a little bit more. I do predict I think we're going to see more offense um, uh, going forward at, uh, when it gets warm here in the summer. Challenges have been harder, too. Shorter time, and I think success rate across the league is down. We've struggled. I know you got a big one right yesterday. Do you think teams are challenging less because of the time restrictions? Well, I think uh, the the majority, almost all the challenges seem to be, you know, out in the field. And uh, I think some of it, uh, th these umpires, um, they've done a good job in the field. Uh, a lot of these guys have been trained now, you know, with the system and coming up through, you know, the minor leagues. Um, you know, Joey Lucchese's our, our video replay guy, and and uh, he's on it every day. And uh, we finally got one yesterday. I got one. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, every time I call, it's it's bang, bang. And uh, the majority of the time, at least on the field, these guys are getting it right. Yeah, quick, quick decision-making has to go into that, too. And you can't, you know, that whole uh, idea, are we going to risk it now? Do we wait till later? So it's become very, very challenging uh, to, to, to manage that system. Jace, great to have you in studio. Great luck today against Toronto, and then uh, we'll see you on the plane and have some fun in Houston. Thanks for having me, and let's get a series win today. A series win. You always like the sound of that. That's Jace Tingler. The show is Inside Twins. It's brought to you by Killer Brew Root Beer. Stick around because the pregame lineup card is next on your home. You have been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killer Brew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.